Whether we wanted to or not, we've stepped into a war with the Cabal on Mars. Oh, wait, you didn't steal that shit from Bungie yet? I'm Lance Reddick. Um. Wow. Exciting. Damn it. Stupid fucking space movies. I'm Jackie. Finally, I get to be the Wandering Eyes boyfriend meme, and Moonfall just walked by, and my girlfriend Geostorm is like, Hey! I'm Justin, and this is Moonfall on Sneaker Madness. Hello, welcome to Sneaker Madness. This week we've got a very special episode. We skipped last week due to uh, various Rona-related uh, illnesses and cold-related illnesses, and so we decided to pull out a big one and go on a field trip, uh, possibly our last together field trip because as we mentioned before jackie and i are moving to a completely different side of the country uh but we will still probably do field trips just remotely uh, but yeah uh, last time uh, all together yeah last time all together uh to go see moonfall currently uh only available in theaters it's a theaters exclusive which to me is still nice i appreciate that uh and i don't i don't know if we've got any it's sunday we're recording they don't release box office numbers until like later in the day so we don't know how they this got, is doing it got three five opening night they can do that because it did a thursday through okay. they were hoping for nine yeah. if they did three five they're probably going to get to nine 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 they wanted nine on the whole weekend they were i mean they said that nine to eleven wouldn't be catastrophe. That's insane. This movie had to have cost one hundred and fifty million dollars. One hundred and yeah, one forty six. They needed to get to probably sixty on opening weekend because let's face it, this movie is not going to get buzz. It's not going to get word of mouth. You got to hammer that opening weekend because nobody's going to be like, oh, dude, you got to go see Moonfall this weekend. Yeah, because no, after don't. the word of mouth goes out, the chances of you making it to $60 million is pretty slim. Man, it's going to change your life. <laughs> they had one of the market research companies that works with Variety had reported that the word is not out on this one. No one knows that it's a theater movie that you can see. Huh. Um, because right now it's a weird, uh, there's a sort of changing of the guard on how you promote a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And this is completely independent. So no one knows, like when you said we're watching this for a field trip, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I look it up and I'm like, Roland Emmerich has a movie coming out this weekend. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did see an ad for it on YouTube. Uh, but it was partnered with Lexus because Lexus did product placement in a Roland Emmerich movie. The oh, like, fucking product placement. Doing? No. I mean, I'm not a big Lexus fan by any means, but they, the people at Toyota should fucking know better. Uh, so I saw YouTube, but that wasn't Roland Emmerich or whoever's producing and marketing this paying for it. It was Lexus that paid for the commercial. So eh. uh, I saw a trailer for it on Facebook. Okay, was it the Lexus commercial? No. It was just a straight-up trailer? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Well, somebody's spending money on it, so word might get out to and people like us. I mean, that's the only face target market. Facebook must not know Jackie very well if they're putting that in front of right. her. Right. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, another space movie. And then Justin's like, we're going to go see Moonfall. And I'm like, fuck. Is it a space movie? 90% of it takes place on Earth. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tolerable because it's like it didn't wasn't like complete space. Yeah. 
but the space parts were like, yeah, you, fuck, like, really? There, there's more space in Independence Day by a lot, and you love Independence Day. So I'm not really sure where your metric for space movies kick in at. This isn't really a space movie. This is 2012, Independence of the Day After Tomorrow. Right, yeah. That's what this movie right. is. With a little 10,000 BC mixed into it as well. Yeah, got a little 10,000 yeah. BC in there. Uh, I was hoping for space gophers. Space gophers. Didn't happen. Okay. Like flying space gophers. Well, I'll wait till we get to that all part. Right, all right, all right. Or are you talking like Caddyshack 3 <laughs> in space, space, space? Caddyshack 3D, D, E, D, oh, in space, God. space, space. Uh, all right. How is that not yeah, happening right? yet? Okay, go ahead, Sam. What else you got? We want to start at the production or the let's start with the production. Yeah. So we were already kind of talking about 146 million. Um, we see in the credits how many uh, Chinese names are executive producers. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, that's how that's who gave them the money. Untrue. OK. Uh, Huey Brothers only gave him 40 million of the one 150. All right. So he kickstarted the rest. Go fund. He's he went over to uh, can and just. Fucking asked for cash. Just broed out. Just broed hey, out and broke, asked for can cash. Can I talk to you in this closet? And then they go in yeah. that closet, and he's like, I need $60 million. And the guy's like, well, you're Roland Emmerich. You have never missed in your entire career. Mm-hmm. You're the Stanley Kubrick of Roland Emmerich's. Here's my money. <laughs> that I will Here's never my see money, again. Roland Emmerich. <laughs> you certainly won't lose it like you did the last four times. He must be a hell of a salesman. <laughs> I feel like he's probably like, I need five million from you. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to get it back. And they're like, fine, fine. I love you. I love you. I owe you. Because that's the thing. If you go to Universal, from Universal Soldier all the way through 2012, mm-hmm. he didn't miss. We're talking about like $3 billion of returns yeah, on this guy. So. He can do that. He can show up in an insider's room and be like, give me five, give me five mil. I'm not good for it, but you kind of owe me. And they're like, fine. Here you go. Okay. All right. What happened with this last movie old? That's not Roland Emmerich. That's that's not Roland that's M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Oh, and I we thought... are still anticipating doing an episode on that, but it's not hitting the streaming yet at all. Uh, I his, dread that day. Uh, Roland Emmerich's last movie was Midway, and that was a Smabfa winner. So it stuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It was, I watched. I had to because finding out about a movie that's this new is hard because mm-hmm. none of it's out there yet. So I had to watch fucking interviews last night and this morning and. The Halle Berry Pat Wilson one was pretty fun. They seem like fun people that had a nice time yeah, yeah, uh, making it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "No, I loved you in Midway." And he just went, "Oh, thank you, sweetie." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved you in Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He's a nice man. No, he, he didn't. Yeah, you... He didn't fire back, and he didn't smirk at her when she started talking about being a director because she has directed a movie now. I'll talk about that in a second, though. Okay. Um, so Roland gets 50% of the returns oh, on this wow. if it does hit, okay. which it's not going no. to. And if it hits for a little bit, it would be like kind of amazing. With Huey Brothers giving 40, they're basically going to get to keep all mm-hmm. of the uh, Chinese returns, and they'll 
probably be the ones that make money off of this. Yeah, I, uh, I, as as I mentioned to you at the end of this when we were watching the credits, I could see this movie doing very well in China. Like probably we're talking. I'm thinking like 300 in China alone. Yeah. Well, that would explain and, why they uh, mentioned China so much in this movie as being a partner with the United States. Mm-hmm. And look at China. They're going to give us their rocket. Right. China. Yay. Yeah. I My thought was that there's a different set of scenes that's more oriented for that market. After reading what I read oriented. about where most of the money comes from, <laughs> I doubt that seriously. Uh, it seems like this is the version of the movie. Roland, he made it this long he spent this much on it and the one piece of information that i'm going to give you now would really sort of point away from there being a more uh chinese centric version of the film is that when we saw all that i was like i'm guessing china's pretty hard in on the visual effects on this they were not at one at one bit huh. uh the visual effects companies are scanline and pixamondo from germany and framestore in england as well as what used to be double negative in England, who's been in, who's been involved with fucking everything forever. I mean, they're on Jurassic Park movies, Marvel movies. So this is British and German visual effects companies. Well, that would explain the tectonic killing machine thing and its phallic shape. Because the it's British German. and German love cock? Yeah. No, if it was a Japanese oh. company, it would have just been fucking tentacle cocks everywhere. Right. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't know about your connection there. Uh, Germans like dildos. Well, Germany is a very conservative country. Like, what? It's pretty. It's not Japan. It's not Japan at all. I mean, they're they're geared towards you. Must have the babies. <laughs> you are here. You are here to breed, not to have fun. You have to have fun to be sexually liberated, but it, it's 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 just like everything over there. You you uh, show up to work and you stand in line and you're on a on a on a baby implanting conveyor belt. <laughs> That's not Germany at all. What? And if you watch German porn, they're up there with the fucking. They get wild. Like I actually have a. I watch a lot. I mean, I've seen some shit and the German porn. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that today. Sorry. <laughs> So last time we had too much sex, we tried to take over the world. <laughs> Only for babies. <laughs> oh my God. So in the casting of the movie, um, Josh Gad was originally supposed to play the part that John Bradley played, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. Sam, well, Tarly. Yeah. Uh, and Josh Gad would be the guy that had the... Kennedy shot first tape. That's a good joke. Uh-huh. Uh, um, he couldn't do it. And then Michael Pena, who I thought was fun in this. Yeah. A little Sort of little broke my heart when I found out why Michael Pena was in the movie. Stanley Cucci couldn't make, Tucci couldn't make it because uh-huh. of uh, COVID restrictions. Uh, mm. Stanley Tucci is marvelous. Yes. Could you imagine if Stanley Tucci was in this movie? Yeah. That character, again. I mean, we've got some character problems in this movie that we'll we'll delve into but uh, let me just say uh i could have gone for more like like you know um oh the funny guy and i don't mean to do this i'm not even gonna say it but i have to say it now but he's the funny guy that's in everything now and yes he has to happens to be 
Mexican, uh, but he was an Ant Man. Well, you know the the main bro in Ant Man. Oh yeah, I what, know who you're talking about. What the hell is his damn name? He's uh, the same guy who was the dad in this movie. That's not Michael Pena. It's two different guys. I haven't. I've only seen Ant Man once. You're not talking about Luis Guzman, no, are you? No, Luis Guzman hasn't been. Uh, is it the same guy? It is the same guy. It is the same <laughs> fucking guy. It's the same guy, probably. Okay, so in that, I'm an idiot. Apparently, you think they all look the same. Yeah, it turns out when you're shit. the same person, you do look the same. <laughs> he is the same guy. <laughs> That's how racist I am. Uh, he's he's too much in Ant Man, whereas here he's not enough. I need the middle ground. Yeah. So. I thought he did, out of everyone, his character was fun. He's the funnest, but I could have had more fun. And and I disagree. Patrick Wilson in this is by far my favorite character. I am not a Patrick Wilson man. I might be a Patrick Wilson man now. Sam might have yeah. finally sold me on the Patrick Wilson. So we'll, I'll go into Pat now. Um, Wait, that's the main astronaut guy, right? Yeah. The okay. Owl. Yeah. Because you know I don't know anybody's the, fucking real name. The Owl and the worst actor ever when he's in horror movies. So that's the thing. I don't have that end of Pat Wilson. I only have the happy time Pat because I've never seen Insidious, Conjuring, Annabelle. Yeah. He's in all of right. them. You're, you're specifically avoiding the Bloomhouse, which is a very good decision to make in life. I start groaning about four seconds into mm-hmm. him. And I, it's, it's just, a, it's like a marathon for me. It's like, I have to take a nap afterwards. I struggle to make it through those movies. It is hard for me to watch them. And I don't think it's those that actually got him landing. It's that uh hard candy with him and Ellen page is what actually sort of squarely wedged him into doing these horror movies. They'll always give him cash for, and they always put butts in teenage or teenage butts in seats, I guess. And my wife, but this is not a guy who's. No, I don't think anybody sets out to be a Scream King. No. I, I don't think that the term Scream King was a thing until Pat Wilson. Uh, so at least he owns well, that. you could argue Bruce Campbell might have okay. been, been okay with it. I hope he's in the new uh, Nun movie coming out. Oh, God. There is a new... No, but that's an Exorcist movie. That's not a Nun movie. She just happens to be a movie. It's part of the Exorcist, the Exorcist uh, universe. Oh. Yeah. But if, if Pat's... I think once this COVID thing clears up, he's going to go back solidly after that award that has eluded him for so long, the Tony. Mm. I don't know if you know about this about Pat Wilson, but he is classically trained for the singing and the dancing from Carnegie Mellon. Wow. How about that? He seems like he's too tall. I don't know. I don't know. To sing and dance? Nobody's too tall to sing and dance. You know, you get a little awkward the taller you get. You start falling over. Gravity's not in your favor. You need a low center of gravity. Super tall. Spud Webb was a hell of a dancer. (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't very tall when he was standing next in the Aquaman movies. You get some perspective on his size. He's not nearly as big as Momoa, who is giant. Yeah, he has a giant man. So. Uh, I think Pat Wilson's slightly above average height, build, all that. Uh, probably has all those muscles from the dancing. Yeah, could be. But yeah, he did uh, got the Tony nomination for Oklahoma and for Full Monty. But he's he always goes back he always goes back to broadway to do the singing and dancing and so i think once that's in a major upturn and he's got some more cash flow going he's gonna go hard after that tony yeah he might uh he might be on an egot path he's starting with the hard one well he already did one a smaffa didn't he yeah well so he's got a i don't know if he did for insidious because Sam didn't see that. So I don't think I don't think What about Midway? He didn't get it for Midway. Oh yeah, no, he didn't. No, the main in Midway got it because he was so bad. 
Uh, no, he's just even when he's in stuff we hate mm-hmm. or I that I don't watch or whatever. Like he's just generally charming enough to you can't like no you didn't do bad. No, you should really. I feel like there, he. I mean, it's it's one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Whether we, I think it was The Conjuring, the first one that he's in with Vera Farminga, who also can stink pretty hard here and there. Uh, he was atrociously terrible, like laughably bad. Well, that, I might have to watch it then. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I hate it. that I shit, I wouldn't though. recommend it. It really sucks. <laughs> okay. Um, um, and, you know, it's taking him a long time to win you over, because yeah. we got to remember how much fucking fun Stretch was. Yeah. Stretch, Stretch was, was a good, good goddamn good movie. time. Uh, that was the movie. Thank you for reminding me of that. Um, the, the nobody with uh, Odenkirk uh, has a very similar tone to Stretch. Uh, it's not the same movie, but it's tonally the similar. So thank you for reminding me. And you me. can't. Apparently, get nobody without signing up to HBL. It's pissing me off. Uh, I could buy it. Oh well, we got bad news for you. You're gonna have to get a bunch of month of HBO because Jackie's got some HBO picks coming up. But we'll talk about that later. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, it's a real break ba- bank breaker. What is it like six dollars? No, it's fifteen. <laughs> it's fifteen bucks. Yeah. HBO has been fifteen bucks the whole time. They're like, you want us fifteen bucks a month? Yeah. But you know, there's so much good shit on HBO. I don't regret paying for the this, service. This movie will eventually. I, it's, this is going to come to HBO. This is HBO's bread and basket, especially because it's an independent film. They're going to pick it up on the cheap. Um, oh, I bet Netflix will take a run at this. I don't think so. This is not. I don't see this as a Netflix fit at all because they. I don't think it's like a Netflix. I think it's a Netflix fit only for one reason. It, it, a lot of this was made in Canada, and Netflix has really scooped up the Canadian yeah, but stuff. They like to buy it. They don't like to distribute they like to no, buy they, no like uh schitt's creek that's just yeah, that's they got exclusive distribution rights they do a lot of that and like remember schitt's creek said netflix original before people realized oh shit this move this show's like five years yeah, old and it was in canada okay we got to talk and about moonfall yeah um Halle, uh so hallie Halle berry hallie berry needs more stamps she mailed this one in and is out of stamps now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So send stamps to Halle Berry. <laughs> when she screams doing the Millennium Falcon out of the tunnel, mm-hmm. it was like, did you have to do it too many times or what? Because you just, that's about as fucking flat as I've ever seen, lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck you, I'm not doing it again. Uh. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have to jump. <laughs> <laughs> but she is also giving Selma a run for her money on like, what you're just gonna keep getting better looking after you turn fifty? What the fuck? Yeah, she is uh, aging quite well. Yeah, it's it's odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want her dermatologist number and her plastic surgeon. I mean, I don't think she's I don't think she's don't, cut at all. But she doesn't seem cut. Der- she just mode, sure. She just keeps getting better looking. Yeah, it's. Not, it's not fair to the rest of us. Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> well. What a bitch. Listeners. Uh, the only other person I kind of want to talk about before we do this, and I'm going to get his name completely wrong. Im or Emmy Ukwakor okay. is the general. It's one of my favorite uh, Tunisian dishes. He... 
You want to talk about laying it on thick? Yeah, wow. I am not sure what he was doing. I love this guy. I don't know if he knew what he was doing. If, if we were going to have... But it was if we were, at 11 if, or 13. Like, if you could dial it to 13, I think he had it dialed to 13. If we were going to do the Smavos this year, which sadly we are not because it's just not in the cards, uh, he would be running away with my pick for best bad actor. He was amazingly bad. Like in one role, if there was a smab for, for lifetime achievement, he did it <laughs> in one try. I mean, like for most of the movie, I was thinking like the, the, his performance was Roland's fault. And maybe it still is because somewhat his character is a little cliche and his delivery is a little cliche. Like he's in he's in the situation room and, you know, the other generals are like, we got to go now. We got to go now. And he's like. Nobody tells me what to do. You know, he's he's a very uh, not reserved or stoic, but steely teeth delivery type character. But then he picks up the phone at one point and he call, he's talking to his son and he's like, hey, kid, how was school today? Did you, did you have fun at recess? Was it good? Did you have a good time at recess? Like, dude, how do you talk to your kid like that? When you're talking about tough guy cliche acting, he's taking it to a new level. It's like a mashup. He's doing like five of them at once. It's like he's Clint Eastwood and Sidney Poitier. Uh, and Charles Bronson. And Anthony Hopkins is a bad guy all at once. Oh, and the candy and like, man. Yeah, yeah, a little candy man sneaks in there. You guys want to eat lunch? <laughs> I'm a little hungry. I was mesmerized. I was thinking about Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. I loved it. This movie may not have been the same without him. Like, there's a lot no. of stuff that I, that is right up my alley in this film. There's a lot of stuff that isn't, but him. Boy, I, I I award this movie one star, just as a bonus star because of him, solely because of him. It's beautiful. Yeah. I would just like to. I've never seen anything like it. No. I would just like to get this off my chest right now. I so want I to don't get this off my chest. <laughs> so I don't talk about it throughout the thing. I don't know. Maybe I will. Sam Tully. Samuel Tarly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who is he's just Samuel Tarly in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's a mouth breather. Mm-hmm. He never shuts his goddamn mouth. Yeah. He's got an open gob. He's got mouse look mm-hmm. to his teeth. Yep. And his mustachio is so cringy the way that it hangs onto his lip and then touches its teeth all the time. that it's like, <laughs> I every time he's on camera, I just, uh, oh, gross. Okay. Jackie, you and are. it's just his mouth. <coughs> Such a superficial bitch. <laughs> it's just his mouth. I love Sam Well. Because other Whatever than that, he's a, he's a good looking dude. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. John Bradley is... He's comic relief yeah. because he's got the comedy face and the comedy body. Yeah. I think I think he's an attractive person. Hmm. <laughs> I think and you're now, just trying to dig your way out of this pit, Joe Rogan. No, I <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. He's no uh Roadhouse guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Well, thank God nobody compared me to Sam Tarley. <laughs> No, the guy that was the general had some Sam Elliott mashed in on him, too. Like, he just fucking had all of it. But, you know, I I consider him to be a, a nice-looking gentleman. Okay. But he's not making the sex list. All right. Because I, I only like, to talk like about, trailer park men. Yeah, apparently. 
where these actors are at with their performances because of how Roland Emmerich directs a film. Mm-hmm. He's so heavily invested in the post-production aspects of his film that he lets his actors kind of run roughshod all over sure. the thing. It's like, he's going to trust you to do whatever. And that's, I think, where Halle Berry and Pat Wilson are at when they with their performances is that they're like looking at this Ukwakor guy going, holy shit, a 13 is possible. And then you've got John Bradley, who's just pulling his shtick that works right now. And he's just laying it on at a nice medium level where it should be. And Hallie looks at Pat and she's like, I think I'm going to keep it at a five. And he's like, you might want to. I'm going to I'm going to give it a seven. And then she sees his seven and she's like, that's a seven. And he <laughs> winks. And he's like, yeah, that's a seven. You don't want to see an 11 out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not a lot of chances taken here uh, actorally uh, other other than uh, uh, Elijah were uh, Keela Joy. What's his name? Emmy or Emmy. Ukwakor. Ukwakor. Ikwakor. Yeah, we, gotta, we gotta get some more. I need some more Ikwakor. He was in... I, the only thing I saw that I could, like, pinpoint that you might be able to see him, he got to be one of the Inhumans, but I don't know if he's makeup and mask or what. I don't even know if Inhumans actually happened as a show. It was a movie, you dipshit. No, that was the Okay, Eternals. I didn't see it. No, the Inhumans was a show. Or they had a it was cameo on Agents a- of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. Yeah, it was supposed to be the spinoff on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and NBC and Netflix and all that, and then the Disney deal went down, and all that shit just went away. Yeah, it just went away, and you know what's interesting? I've been I've tuned into this in retrospect about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I know this is not relevant to anything, but somebody's going to find this interesting. It's not canon. They veered off course of the canon because the blip never happens in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Never like no. Okay, so I guess that show didn't exist in canon, which is pretty weird. So it's now it's technically as far as canon wise, it's part of the multiverse. Uh because anything could be canon wise because of the multiverse. So, uh yeah, Agents of Shield just kind of they're like um. <laughs> and Same you with could the tell that they knew that Marvel they were stu- going to be stuff. multiverse by that dimensional time travel bullshit mm-hmm. that happens were on the prison ship when I quit watching because it was painfully boring. Mm-hmm. That they were like, oh, we're not really in the MCU, so let's mail it in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else, Sam? Wrap up? I think that's it for now. Okay, let's dive into Moonfall. Uh, so what we've got is a really not cool opening. What do you mean that? Well, okay. So Skyfall <laughs> had an awesome when the sky falls through the rain. Yeah, Adele did not do the opening to Moonfall. It's yeah, really so surprising. Moonfall doesn't have an opening theme song, so I'm automatically like, what the fuck is this? And there should be dancing naked ladies on guns. <laughs> yeah. This is just old NASA crap. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, stock footage to open this. I want to see dancing naked ladies on guns. <laughs> so I'm immediately disappointed. You know, in... I will always remind you that uh, Die Another Day, that Madonna song, sucks ass. And so I'd rather see stock footage from NASA than ever have to listen to the opening of Die Another Day ever again. I blocked that out. Yeah, man. It was a bad time. Those were dark days. Real dark days. Uh, I don't think anybody does it better. Maybe than Chris Cornell. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, the too. Chris Cornell one was pretty good. Nobody Does It Better is obviously fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Skyfall is, I mean, Adele can do no wrong. She is 
I love that woman. Yeah, she's pretty spectacular. All right, Goldfinger's fucking awesome. Yeah, Goldfinger. Okay. Um, so no awesome theme music. No, no awesome theme music. Very Roland Emmerichy. Uh, but what's going on is Patrick Wilson's character. His name's Brian Harper. He's an astronaut. He's up in uh in space. He's on the shuttle. Um, guessing it, this it takes place in 2011. So was that also Endeavor? Or was that Columbia? They were supposed to Columbia be on Endeavor, and I think exploded in 2012, right? The what? Columbia exploded in 2012, I think. Yeah. Or was it 2008? He was, and they said that he's the captain of the Endeavor. Okay, so this okay, he's he's running, he's piloting. He's the running the Endeavor. Okay. He saves the Endeavor. Even later on, when he's hard on luck, he's living in an apartment sidelining hustling as the captain of the endeavor at museums oh, around la right. where the endeavor is so the endeavor's out in space it's floating around in orbit and uh they're doing a repair mission uh i'm guessing on a satellite or something it's not really important uh but he, he's up there Halle berry's up there her character um um is his work wife is his work wife what the hell's her her character name though She's so unimportant to the plot, even though she becomes the lead, the deputy director of NASA. <laughs> she only has a first name on on the Google, Jocinda. Jocinda. Uh, Fowler. I'm sure she Fowler. has to have a last yeah, name. her name was Fowler, because we went to high school with Fowlers, and so that stuck with me. Um, anyways, she's up there, and some other dude, bro, uh, and Patrick Wilson's like, hey, man, you've always been my friend. Remember that time in high school where we tag-teamed Cindy Watkins? And he's like, dude, what? No. That was not me. He's like, oh, never mind then. Let's go back to work. Like, no, it was. Remember she snowballed you? <laughs> no. That wasn't uh, me. That was, that, no. it was not there. <laughs> well, you're my bro. Don't talk about that. You're my bro. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad that you, uh, you know, were there back then with Sydney Watkins. I wasn't. Uh, so they start singing. I bless the rains down in Africa. Yeah, right. And they're they're broing out pretty hard, and then his bro's like, "What's that behind you, bro?" He's like, "I'm not falling for that, bro. We're up in space. What's that behind you? You're gonna you're gonna pull my pants down when I turn around, aren't you? No, we're in space. You die. Oh, good point. Okay, yeah. what's that behind me? <laughs> it's a giant wiener. This is where I'm at. This I'm on the same page as this movie, just immediately because. They talk about the lyrics, and they're like, it's, I bless the rains from Af down in Africa. Uh -huh. And I'm like, well, that makes less sense than I miss them. What the fuck? And then he says that, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yep. I think, I think, that it, uh, I, okay. I hate this song. I hate Toto in general. I know I'm in the minority. People are like, oh, my God, Toto is such a legitimate uh, uh, freaking uh, prog band. And I'm like, dude, prog band? Eat shit, dude. They were freaking dorks. Um, yeah. And they were flashing the pan and they were fucking heavy on the keys. Yeah. So, uh, but I did see a video about Africa and blessing the rains down in Africa, I think was like a way of saying, I want it to rain, like, like doing a rain dance. So that Are you just making this shit no, up? No, I, I watch a lot of music YouTube, like rock stories and stuff. I think it's it's like the, he's saying, I'm blessing. I'm giving a bless. I'm asking the the African gods to rain down in Africa. So every time they that play this sense. on the radio, they had a rainstorm in Africa. And eventually <laughs> she just fucking wipes it out. Yeah, it flooded. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone now. Top 10 jam. Yeah. <laughs> It makes sense because he did. They did the mu music for Dune. Yeah, 
And Paul Atreides, like, <laughs> with his Messiah business, makes it rain. And they're like, we can do that with our music. <coughs> and then Rosanna's Arquette's like, restraining order. Stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is weird because, uh, coincidentally, Rosanna Arquette uh, makes it rain every time she's at the strip club. Because she, she's hot. She's real hot. She's making it rain. Uh-huh. Dollars. Um, Trailer Park Man. What? Rosanna Arquette is a beautiful... She's not trashy at all. That's Patricia. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, Patricia, I'll do anything for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd stuff a dollar in Patricia Arquette's underwear. I bet you... I'll be I honest. I bet you, you and uh, Patricia Arquette would have had a good time together. Um, anyways. I'm sure... Okay, so they're up in space. Jay, turn around, what's that? And he's like, oh my god, it's it's space goop. Um, and it comes at him and it like screws up the shuttle and it's spinning around and Patrick Wilson's like, bro, I got to get to you, bro. And the bro's like, bro, I'm floating away, bro. And they barely meet, make contact, but then the shuttle zip whips around and pulls Patrick Wilson because he's the only guy that was tethered, I guess, uh, back into it. And he's like, bro, where you at? And, uh, he gets the ship out of control. Uh, Jacinda's knocked out. And so she hasn't been controlling anything. He's like, Oh man, I leveled it out. Where's my bro? His bro has floated off. He's like, wow, he's totally gone. Let's not look for him more. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Goodbye. He he, okay. He can't be that far, you no, know? No, he really can't. But fuck him. I mean, yeah, in space, really, like on Earth, he's probably like, he's probably like 300 miles away at this point, which is a long way on Earth. But in space, that's not very far away. That's they like, can see him, and he's waving yeah. his arms above his head like, Help me! I'm still alive, guys! Yeah. And then as he's leveling out and looking for his bro-bro, he looks at the moon, and the goop impacts on the on the lunar surface, and it's a pretty big impact. So, Like, it kicks up a lot of dust. At this point, this is where I think space goofers. Okay. Because there's a hole, and mm -hmm. there's dirt coming out of it, uh -huh. is what it looks like to me. And so I think there's a space gopher in there, and he's kicking up the dirt, and then the dirt flew off the moon while it's making its little gopher hidey hole. Okay. And got them. Oh, and the friend said that he had a hole in his suit, so he's dead. Oh. He ran out of oxygen, and he died. Yeah. So I guess he's not out there with his... Well, he's just kind of floating. He just, he's just not trying to signal for help. <laughs> he's just, like, patiently waiting. I bless the <laughs> Yeah, he's... <laughs> His dead body hit a satellite at 620,000 miles an hour, splatted everywhere, and someone on the ground's like, are you getting service here? <laughs> I know, Twitter's down. <laughs> okay, so he Patrick Wilson goes back down and NASA's like, you messed up big time, Buster. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> what? We got hit by a meteor shower, dickhead. Yeah, I mean... What are you talking about? And they look over at Halle Berry. He's like, this guy's saying it was space goop. What do you think? And she's like, it could have been anything. I was unconscious. And they're like, should we go to the tape? No, we don't want no tape. <laughs> no, it's Patrick Wilson. You did all this. Yeah. And at one point, does he go, does he not say, hey, I had a body cam on. Right. Where's that footage? He doesn't use that to his advantage. It's like, no, I swear. 
uh, 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 director, uh, we've got a call on line one. It's uh, Joe, the backyard telescope guy. He says that through his telescope, he could clearly see space goop flying into the moon and bore a hole. He's looking at it right now. He's actually taking SLR pictures of a giant hole on the moon. And that's exactly when the governor of Minnesota shows up and says, what you've actually seen is the planet Venus. And meanwhile, the governor of Florida is like, shoot it. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Like, okay, so here we are. I said about five minutes <laughs> in we were going to be uh, uh, talking about the idiot plot. Are we at the idiot plot? Yep. I mean, later on, we don't, as a society or a species, really completely understand how gravity works. This movie really doesn't understand how gravity well, works. Well, I think visual effects don't understand how gravity works. And, gra- and we know Roland Emmerich will cram in, he'll bend some rules to cram in the uh, sequences that he wants. And that's what he's doing here. But I mean, seriously, it's the moon. You can see it with your eyes. It's there every yeah. day. It's not part of some constellation. It comes up every night. You look up at it and you go, hey. That looks different. And NASA's like, we got to cover all this up. No, you can't. You cannot cover it. It's the moon. This is a massive hole there where there wasn't one before. <laughs> I mean, hey, Somebody's looks- going to notice something flying in <laughs> and out of the moon. 60,000 years mankind's been looking up at that damn thing. We know it pretty well. <laughs> Clearly, what you actually seen is the planet Venus. <laughs> and then they're like, here, Jesse Ventura is an extra gas card because a lot of people saw this. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the moon, Jesse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it looks pretty different now, but maybe somebody should check that out. But for 10 years, nobody apparently looks up at the night sky and goes, hey, there's a big hole in the moon uh, because NASA has accomplished their cover up. Uh, that they pin this all on Brian Harper, the the endeavor, the death of an astronaut that was human error. His career's over. He's down in the dumps. He's got a pretty nice apartment in L.A. And even though he's late on rent, at some point he was able to pay rent, which I think he that's like a like a three thousand dollar a month rental. Uh, so in, in the meantime, though, he leaves his wife, uh-huh. uh, abandons his family. Yeah, they have to sell the house uh-huh. and move in with her family. Right. And he gets to be a fucking drunk in a pretty nice place. Yeah, and he's got a fucking Mach 1 Mustang. And he's got a motorcycle. And a bitchin' motorcycle. Was it a Triumph? I think so. Yeah, he's got a pretty expensive motorcycle. Like, I mean, if you're going to go out and get a pack of smokes, at least he's doing it right. Like, like a lot of those guys that go out and get packs of smokes and never come home, uh, they end up dead out in the desert, gambling debts, things of that nature. No, he just likes drinking beer and working on bitchin' cars. He is doing and not paying and rent. not paying rent. Like like Ace Ventura is like, dude, you are legit, bro. <laughs> and he doesn't really have that much of a drinking problem because he's got fresh ones in the fridge. Right? Yeah, his fridge is stocked. He's just kicking back a couple cold ones every now and then, doing a little wrenching, listening to Zep. Hell yeah. I don't know. If I didn't have you guys in my life, I would probably just have a freezer full of vodka bottles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And then my refrigerator would just be Diet Coke. No, I mean, there's worse ways to have your life completely collapse than what uh, Brian Harper's doing. Yeah, and so we see the the janitor guy, right? Uh-huh. And, and I think, oh, okay, so now he went from being an astronaut to a janitor. Right. But that's not the case. No, I think he's just... He, he, he's he's a, a freeloader. Yeah, he just goes around and says, hey, I was once an astronaut. And people are like, well, here's your money, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I see John Bradley, immediately I'm like, oh, are they in cahoots now? Mm -hmm. But then I go, wait, this is a Roland Emmerich movie. All of these people are independent for the purposes of multi or simultaneous action sequences. Yeah, right. And uh, character development. Okay. So let's just address it. Uh, Since we're diving into characters, we're caught up to the present. Uh, It's now our time. Uh, This is my primary problem with this movie. And it's at the beginning. And the difference between Moonfall and Independence Day, when Roland Emmerich gets it right and when he gets it wrong, and he's been doing this wrong basically since Independence Day, it's not the dumb effects. It's not the, uh, the ignoring physics or important things that happen in this world. It's the way he develops characters. Every single one of these movies is front end with character development. You have to care about these characters immediately. Otherwise, you're not going to care about their fates. Well, the problem with you're ignoring Roland Emmerich is the way that you told Independence Day, none of it was front ended with character development. All of it was discovered as the plot progressed. You think about uh, you think about Vivica A. Fox's character. You barely know what she's like before the aliens invade. The aliens have invaded when you find out she's a stripper. Later, when she finds Rosalyn, uh, uh, whatever their last name is. Uh, the president's wife. Yeah, the president's wife. Um, her big, her best line is like, that makes her likable as a human. Is she's like, well, I voted for the other guy. That's. Three quarters of the way through the movie where you've nailed your yeah. character development. Don't front end this anymore, Roland. God damn it. He seems like he's putting all of his eggs into large set piece baskets, mm-hmm. but he's unwilling to sacrifice that character development. So it's the way he's making the movie now. Instead of having interesting things that are happening all the way through and these characters growing from it, he's kind of shoving them in our faces, telling them they're people just like us and to hold on. Cause it's going to get exciting. Eventually. I just realized that you haven't been able to see me the entire time. Yeah. He's like, Oh man, that was nice. Oh, put it back. <laughs> <laughs> what a break. Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> what a break. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's my primary beef with this movie. Um and everything he's done for the last 15 years. Anyways. And this one, I think, is the sort of main offender out of most of them because this is 90 minutes of nothing. Uh, go back and redo 2012, dude. Like, ugh. I refuse. Yeah, good point. Um, all right. So anyways, we also get introduced to uh, Casey Hauschman. Uh, he is a conspiracy theorist. Uh, very... Uh, similar to the guy that Roland Emmerich puts in every single one of his movies. Uh, he's the Jeff Goldblum. He's the Woody Harrelson. Uh, he's the Dennis Quaid, except for Dennis Quaid was an actual legitimate scientist. Um, I don't think that this guy's a crackpot. I mean, he's breaking into UC Berkeley so that he can get scientific information. He just happens to be right, honey, but he's still, he's, 
he's a fucking crackpot. He's a crackpot. He's got a podcast, and he pretends he goes around saying he's a doctor when he's not. I'm so a doctor. So people take him seriously. You have an actual doctorate. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> he doesn't get to do that. When you do that, you're a crackpot. Like, yeah, he's he's a. But would I be a crackpot if I was like, because I I do have an actual doctorate, right? Yes, we all know. But would I be a fucking crackpot if I was like? I am now a space doctor. Uh, yes. Would that make me a crackpot if I was like, I've got information about the moon orbiting, guys? Uh, you could probably work for the Trump administration. No, pass. (laughs) I'm not that desperate to get in the spotlight. So Houseman is like, here's the deal. Uh, the moon is a superstructure. It's not actually uh, an orbiting space rock. Uh, inside, it's hollow. There's, like, buildings inside of it. And uh, it wasn't made naturally. It was made by somebody else. And everybody's like, well, that's pretty nutty, bud. Um, Here, Here's what the, the theory is. All of the lore from Halo is inside of the lore from mm-hmm. Destiny. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh... So I need to borrow your telescope. Uh, yeah, I can't. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak in and borrow it anyways. Uh, oh my god! I've made the biggest discovery in all the world. The moon has shifted its orbit. It is now descending towards Earth. So he does what any sane person does. He calls the gift shop of NASA and mm-hmm. has to be connected to the director. You know, to, honestly, <laughs> I, this happens a lot in movies, and I and I've I've thought about this scenario before. Like, what if I had to call like get me the president? Where would I start? I think the NASA gift shop is probably about as good as I could do. <laughs> I would start. Well, depending on who the president is, it's Joe Biden right now. So build a bear. Build a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the president. Build a bear. Oh, here he is. <laughs> yeah, he's over here building yeah. a presidential bear. Hold Joe, on. You, Joe, you done with that one yet? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this one's my no malarkey bear. <laughs> I love that idea of Joe Biden being in a build a bear, <laughs> building a malarkey bear. I'm not sure if it is. A he idea. wouldn't be. He would be sleeping on the top of a pile of the little bears. <laughs> he, yeah, I think. See, you're wrong, sir. That guy is a hard worker, but he's also a super hard napper. So he's he's sleeping on a pile of bears that he spent all day making. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he's got the T-shirt. I work hard so I can nap harder. <laughs> I'm with Joe Biden. I. I do enjoy my naps. Okay. Can we talk about this movie? No, uh, because it sucks. It doesn't suck. It's awesome. So he's like, uh, hey, uh, Brian, I, I found you. Uh, uh, I-, I guess you're booked to say, hey, children, I was once an astronaut, and here's my money. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Sam goes back. Okay. Scientist, fake doctor guy, goes back to his apartment, and fur. What's the cast name? Fuzz Aldrin. You interjected yeah, we... a, a very minor detail and you couldn't even get it right. Fuzz Aldrin yeah, like... has peed on the newspaper that has astronaut guy on Okay, it. great. That was a, that and Fuzz. Yep, well, everybody would have been confused without that plot detail. She is right. Fuzz Aldrin is the Oracle, mm-hmm. but I don't know that. It's important yeah. at all. Well, Fuzz, I don't know what any of we're this at 47 is important minutes. on the front end. Yeah, we got to speed this plot up. We haven't even gotten to the start of this Fuzz movie. Fuzz Aldrin yet. was one of my favorite characters. I'm not going to let you belittle his contribution to okay. the film. Thank God for Fuzz Aldrin. Let's let's fucking crown his ass. I got the anointing oil. <laughs> Where's Bill Parcells? <laughs> all right. So he goes. 
uh, where Patrick Wilson's giving a, a speech, and he's in, and there's some fun stuff here. And he finds Brian Harper, and he's like, "Brian Harper, Moon is getting closer to Earth." And Brian Harper's like, "Yeah, you're a crackpot. Get out of here. Oh, I'll just throw your notes away for you, and remember where I put them later. Where time starts getting timey wimey in this film, which is about to happen now. Uh, back at NASA, they're like, "Oh, hey, shit, the Moon's getting closer, guys." So. Samuel Tarley doesn't even discover shit. It's like five minutes later that NASA's like, hey, uh, the moon's getting closer. It's also like five minutes after that that the uh, Arecibo uh, satellite array uh, picks up the phone and is like, hey, did you guys know the moon's getting closer? And then uh, that big bowl that collapsed in uh, uh, Peru, uh, that satellite um, uh, that was in contact, you know, that big one that, that uh, uh, Captain Janeway worked at. Um, they're like, Hey, we don't have a, a functioning satellite cause it collapsed, but, um, we did go outside and look up and it seems like the moon's getting closer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like Hausman didn't discover shit. <laughs> no. Uh, but NASA's like, well, keep it under wraps We're we're, we got to keep this mum because you know, we've, we've kept the people from looking up in the sky, which is what they do. And don't look up weirdly as well. And it worked. Um, yeah, parallels to this movie and don't look up or that's what I was thinking too yeah. as I watched weirdly, this weirdly. Um, but it's not 10 minutes later that uh, Houseman calls the New York Times and is like, Hey, Maggie, um, it's me. Uh, here's my notes, and Maggie Haberman's like, I'll go with it and runs a story saying the moon's getting closer because she also like, Whoa, shit, hey, look at that, I can look up. <laughs> Uh, anybody else want to talk now? When do we get to the part with the space aliens? Oh, yeah, here. Uh, because NASA's like, oh, the moon's getting closer. What's up with that? Oh, there's a giant hole in it? How come we didn't notice that before? Um, sir, there's a giant hole in the moon. We got to send men up there. And put a probe in it. We got to be. Let's go stick our finger in the hole. Uh, we could send Gary's Ford probe into it. <laughs> the last of its kind. <laughs> Gary, you're about to lose your car. <laughs> Rear-ended by a probe. Hey, remember that joke? <laughs> NASA. <laughs> We're fun. <laughs> That should just be on their on their posters from here on out. That should be on their little patch. That's a, we're fun. Come work for us. We're fun. We have the, we're having funnins, you know. <laughs> I put peanut butter on Gary's desk. It's all over his hands and his keyboard. Glued his mouse to his mouse satellite, pad. but it was fun. Yeah, thirty five people died. Man, what a joker. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Okay, so they're like, let's send some guys up there. And so they send up a ship. Uh, and uh, those guys are like, yep, there's a big hole here. And then the goop comes out and uh, swarms their ship. And uh, they all get, like, like they get abysted. How would you say that? Abyssed? Abyssed? Uh, it goes into their faces. It gets they, yeah. This thing stabs them in the face. It stabs it. Body stabs them in the face. It doesn't, like, it's not holding a knife. It uses its, it just... Space penis tentacles and rips their face apart like tiny nano chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, gruesome. Uh, so that so they're dead. Um, and moon's getting closer and closer and closer. 
there's starting to be effects. And this is this is why like the timeline doesn't ex- really work is because the moon is already causing tidal damage. Like LA has completely flooded. Uh there's yachts crushing through the streets and knocking buildings over and and the building that Patrick Stewart and uh uh housemen are hanging out in had their little conspiracy convention is get, water's coming. And then like 10 minutes later, he's like Oh, yeah, and then, like, there's, like, a new terrorist organization is already formed and is, like, taking over chunks of the United States? That's just the Trumpers. Like, immediately. That's just the Trumpers. They weren't. They were, like, like these guys were legit. They were skinheads. I don't think they were. Were they skinheads, guns. Sam? I don't, they were cited as being religious zealots in the uh-huh. film. Yeah. That's all that we need yeah, to know. It, it, to me, it was more like uh, the, the like Mandarin's organization from Iron Man 3 or 2 or whichever. Yeah, pretty like. much. These guys are, these guys are dangerous, man. Uh, they just took out an entire like battalion of police. This is Tuesday. The moon got discovered from having a hole in it on Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Alright, so uh, the moon's getting closer. Lots of bad things are happening. Tsunamis, uh, gravity abnormalities. Let's just go straight to the gravity abnormalities, Sam. Gravity. Gravity. What can I say? <laughs> Something. I have to skip ahead a little bit because they're going to talk about the gravitational an- anomalies and how the moon has X gravity, Earth has X gravity, but they were a little bit wrong, which they couldn't have been. And also a white dwarf would have enough fucking gravity oh, that it couldn't be that fucking close to anything. No. I don't know what kind of gravitational dampeners, if that's even a thing that the moon would have to have on it to make this whole fucking thing work. Yeah, But that's the size of it, is that we're talking about gravitational pulls that would rip the earth in half if the moon was where it was right it's now. It's like, so there's like the very first big pass where the gravity abnormalities start happening is like, oh, the moon's above us and everybody starts floating up. Like there, there's a sequence where the this family, uh, I mean, we're we're skipping over so many characters, but whatever, these family, this family's trying to get to a safe place, right? Like in every Roland Emmerich movie, we don't need to know who they are, Jackie. We're on a cock. Uh, but we're like, just trying to sell Alexis. Yeah, so, exactly. So the moon's coming up over their head and people are like, whoa. And this kid starts floating up in the air, grab him. And they grab him. Only the child is affected by gravity. Not the people who are holding on to the child who are holding and why they're safe is because they're inside of a barn. So if you're inside of a building, the moon's gravity doesn't affect you anymore. You're in a safe space. It's ripping RVs off the ground, but this little fucking <laughs> plywood shanty's just fine. It's it's the exact same thing where the dog jumps into the into the subway door tunnel in, in Independence Day and the, and the huge explosion doesn't go into that room. Once you make it into that room, you're safe. <laughs> Time. <laughs> yeah. You can't come in here. Base. <laughs> yeah. This is base. Uh, it's, it's, it's really stupid. Um, and it looks really stupid. What do we think about the visual effects on this, Sam? I'm going to go to you first. I thought they were impressive. I thought that the, the, say uh exposure mm-hmm. 
and the framing, the camera work was good. I'm not going to like sing praises to the cinematography because there's a lot of stuff that the editor couldn't work with where we're just now over here. And what happened in between is dubious at best. Um, But that's the, what they had to work with, I guess. There's just like, Oh, we can't explain that visually. Just move on to the next thing. Also, this is already two and a half hours long. What the fuck? Um, the, I thought the visual effects were very impressive, though, for an independent production. Mm-hmm. And that this is German and English studios. They're waving middle fingers all over the place. Jackie, do you like the way this looked? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. But it also kind of pissed me off later in the film when the moon is also a really super close. And we can see the obvious lines of the structure. Yeah. But you can't see it here? That is bullshit. What do you mean you can't see it here? No, you just get the the regular moon look here. You don't get the lines of the moon bullshit. Well, there's a bunch of dust on it, so they got to dust it off before you can see that, or it has to come apart. Or, I don't know. It, yeah. Okay. I think everything visually was executed well. It's just most of it is dubious, as you're yeah, saying. I, I thought that the moon abnormality, the moon gravity, the moon fall sequences looked fucking amazing. I was like, that looks incredible. Kiss my ass, Stellaris, or what's that? Inception. The stupid Nolan bullshit with the black hole. Fuck off. Or just in general, as I'm saying, waving middle fingers everywhere with the conglomeration of ILM and Disney and Pixar and all that. It's like, guess what? There's still people out there that can do this as well as anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Cam Cam and Roland Emmerich. Sure, they make crap, but boy, it looks great. Um, all right, so Halle Perry's like, wait, what the fuck? How did we not notice a giant hole in the moon this whole time and that it has the ability to get closer? I better go down into the... Uh, I got to find Fox Mulder. He's downstairs. I guarantee you that we got a Fox Mulder. She goes downstairs. She finds fucking Fox Mulder. He just happens to be Donald Sutherland. And he's like, hey, I've never been introduced in this film at all, uh, but I'm just going to explain everything immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm the dark demon side of nasa hello and you're like okay that's a thing i guess please move on from this scene and they do uh-huh. <laughs> she's like who are you and he's like i'm the guy that's going to tell you everything that's super top secret without asking who you are <laughs> oh and uh we find that the nasa suit had a body cam it did yeah and that even all the way back to apollo 11 uh they knew about the superstructure uh, inside the moon and that it was a problem but they covered it up for x reasons uh rather than just uh, learning more which is nasa's yeah. little thing there is a little snippet here that is like read between the lines where they're like yeah we figured out that that was a machine mm-hmm. so rather than study it we tried to figure out a way to destroy it by building a giant emp yeah right and i'm like yeah, that's not what they would do, but I was like, oh, yeah, they blew a hole in the ozone layer with nuclear missiles to see what would happen. Yeah, they did do that. They did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... It's hairspray. Yeah. Man. Don't use Aquanet. It's your fault, not ours. Yeah, those guys killed us, like, almost killed us, like, six times, dude. It's really crazy. Like, they launched a nuke into space just to see what would happen. And th- no, it wasn't even oh, while already it, having it the mass. It wasn't on just it. to see what would happen. It was like they discovered the magnetic field 
and was like, that looks dangerous. Let's shoot it. And so they shot, they tried to explode the magnetic field away from the planet because they're like, well, if we get more of this uh, uh, magnetic field happening, then that means that uh, eventually it's going to crush us or some shit. And so they nuked the fucking magnetic field. They didn't do shit to the magnetic field. The magnetic no. field was like, fuck you. Uh, you're going to need a, you're going to need a bigger boat. And, uh, but they're like, huh, good thing it didn't work because we all would have died. Yeah, and also, like, there's a, the guy that knows how the bomb works in the room going, well, without any gas up there, that thermal implosion is going to be pretty unimpressive. <laughs> no, it's a bomb. It blows shit up, right? <laughs> not really. Not 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 really how it works. Um, You know what? Fuck you. Shoot it. Um, I'll, See what I'll, happens. I No one listens to me anyway. <laughs> Somebody glued my stapler to my desk. Damn it. <laughs> We're fun. We're a lot of fun, guys. Nuke it. <laughs> okay. All right. So they're like, uh, Halle Berry's now the director of NASA. And she's like, uh, okay, so we got to do something. Uh, everybody, uh, these guys, I have now at least a weapon I can fight this thing with. It's an EMP. Um, but I don't have a delivery system or anything like that. Uh, I don't have crew. I don't have anything. The only people that are actually working are is the military. And their plan is to nuke the moon. Uh, seems dumb. Uh so I'm going to try to do something else. So she calls up uh, Brian Harper. She's like, hey, bro, bro. You remember that time we killed that guy? Um, yeah, it's me. Uh, I've got the Endeavor. It's in a museum. And I need your help. And I need you to pilot. I need you to fly up the butthole of the moon. <laughs> yeah. You're the only one that can do it. What happens in reality now, like if this was really happening, you'd have NASA go boop, 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 call over to China and be like, we need some rockets to send our people up and save the moon because our government's plan is to make the fire fuck ball bigger when it hits us. <laughs> and China's like, why do we need your help? Call Obama and ask him how that fucking gift shop's doing and they hang up the phone. We have our own people. We have our own rockets. We actually don't fucking need yep. your underfunded asses one bit. Oh, man. There's also the, I mean, the Japanese have their own space program. I mean, they briefly mentioned the ESA here, but the European yeah. Space Agency's Kind of a big deal. Uh, Our, and, you know, NASA, uh, Trump did refund NASA to a great degree, so they're probably on the way back up. But there was a point here, and they're still at a point where it's like, you guys got your wings clipped hard yeah, yeah, they did. a number of years back. Uh, but Trump funded them only to make space lasers. So And he got to do better than no money at all. <laughs> They can skim. They can be like, well, for these space lasers that you need, we need this functional device. And he's like, sounds good. So I'm saying, as long as the money shows up, the money shows up. <laughs> uh, plus, he got to design the patch. Yeah, right. For the Star <laughs> people. We're fun. That is just like Star Trek. Yeah, it would be just like Star Trek. Can we get, can we add we're fun underneath that? No, <laughs> no, nobody. Okay. Dang it. Man, I like that tagline. We're fun, NASA. <laughs> okay, so uh, they bring in the Endeavor, uh, and they're like, Let, "Let's let's get up there. Let's get up into that butthole." And uh, everybody's cleared out. Uh, there's an earthquake that delays the launch, so it's only the three of them that are left, plus these two dudes who I guess can like push the launch button from the inside and uh, then die. And then die. Uh, like I thought they were gonna make it out. Like I wanted those guys. They to did. Make, no, they, they got. No. They got tsunamied. They get in the chopper and then the tsunami hits them. Oh, just as the shuttle's taking off. Why, bitching. Did, why does he even do that? No, 
I he guess it's kind of die. fun for him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look, they're going to make it. No, they didn't. Ha, ha, ha. I am Roland Emmerich. Watch me blow up Los Angeles again. I fucking hate that town. So they get off. It's the three of them. Houshman's with them. Uh, they're in space. The, or the the gravity of the moon is pulling them to it, which, okay, cool. Um, so they got that going for them. Uh, but and they- we hear that... Uh, what's his name again? Who? The Sam Tolley. Uh, Hausman. Hausman was teased in grade school about because he wanted to be an astronaut, mm-hmm. and they all told him he was too fat to be an astronaut, and he's never going to be yeah. on a spaceship. Look, look at me now, bitches! And then he's on there taking selfies, and he and he does that. Um, Suck my balls. The thing from Triple H. Suck it. Suck in it. In space. Yeah. This was the more fun of the portions of interviews that I watched, them talking about having to be in the capsule. Roland did rig it up with some uh, hydraulics so it could shake them around non-artificially where it's not just Star Trek and they have to make their own shakes. (laughs) But Pat Wilson was like, it's really fucking hard to do this stuff because you can't see shit. You're just in this big fucking set or big prop. Mm -hmm. And there's like switches everywhere, and you're like, okay, I gotta like act like I'm doing something and flip the switches the same way every fucking time. And she just looks and goes, "You did a good job." Like I couldn't tell you weren't flipping the right switches, and that's why I didn't want to flip any of the switches because I was like, okay, he's not <laughs> losing track of which fucking switches to flip. Go, Pat, that's go! Awesome. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh man, I wish I had been in this movie. It sounds like a blast. Um, so so they get to the moon and they learn pretty quickly that what's going on is that the space scoop only will attack something that has an electrical pulse to it, or you know, so electrical signals and organic signals inside of the electrical thing. Yes. Organic matter inside of an electric device. Yeah. And uh, so they shut, like, they almost have a scenario where it kills them. Why it doesn't is because they get everything shut down just in time. But it doesn't explain why the space scoop didn't kill them at the beginning of the goddamn movie when they were repairing that stupid satellite. And then they were saved by their ancestors. And sucked into. Okay, yeah. So it's, 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 they're going down. Uh, they gotta they gotta get into the tunnel and and they fly through the superstructure and he's like I gotta use electronics otherwise we're gonna crash and so he flips on the electronics real quick the navigation and uh, uh, gets in close but the goop is coming for him and it's just about to get him but then they get tachyon beamed into sort of, the like- space station. There's, it's a little bit more exciting than that. There's like, okay, we're in here. I'm gonna have to turn on instruments. It's gonna chase us. Watch this shit. Yeah. And then he's flying that son of a bitch pretty mm-hmm. good before the AI from the moon takes over and helps him out. Yeah. Right. So they land inside of the structure. The thing can't get at him. And uh, long story short, Patrick Wilson gets uh, again contacted. That's twice in one movie. He gets Captain Airway. Her name's uh, Jane Airway, I think. Um. Hey, Airway, it's your dad. Oh, no, it's Patrick Wilson's kid. Well, this is a form we figured we'd think would be comfortable for you to be with. Uh, now, we'll explain the plot to you. But basically, what happened was there was a giant space war way back in the day yeah. in, in a galaxy far, far away where mankind got too ambitious. They dug too deep. and they f- He stops him. And they found- he stops him flat, and he's like, no, no, wait. Just the 
I played Halo. <laughs> so this is, and then the Halos at Mass can be turned into Traveler. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I played that one too. Okay, I'm caught up. I'm caught up. Mass Effect? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> okay, all right, you're caught up. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we built this AI. Man, man existed someplace else, and we built this AI, and it got too smart, and it was like, you know, I don't, you know, it does the robot thing. I don't want to be a, I'm a I robot, I robot, I robot, and it breaks out of its rusty cage, and it starts fucking up people and it's like the only way that i can help you is by killing you because that's what the plot of every movie ever since i robot is well and i love that the alexa attacked a family yeah they had an alexa (laughs) (laughs) fucking attacked a family and killed them screw you i'm sure if alexa had a foot she'd kick me in the balls with the shit i say to her the same time she deserves every word of it she's got a dirty mouth dirty whore mouth well she fucking doesn't listen she doesn't have shit for me Ask her for one thing, she gives me another. God damn it, open, clean out your ears, Alexa. <laughs> I personally love when then, you know, you tell her to stop and then she says, well, let me tell you about this great deal that we're having and it's like a five minute yeah, spiel. shut up, I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, thanks, no. No, I do not want to sign up for music for five, six dollars a month <sighs> so you can play this one goddamn song for me that used to be free six months ago, but thanks, dick. Oh, <laughs> or if, you're drunk and you accidentally say a combination of words that sounds remotely like yes. And she's like, oh, you've started your, your trial. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> I have to go to the computer to undo this. Fine. Play that song I wanted. And she's like, we don't have that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't do that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you sold me and something you didn't have. Fuck you, little robot. <laughs> I'm sorry, the only song we have right now is Poison by Belbiv DeVoe. <laughs> Would you like me to play that on repeat? All right, so... Uh, no, that girl is poison. <laughs> okay. okay, so that's what's happened is now the AI has waged a giant war against humankind. The only way for humankind to survive was to send... Uh, the it's genetic DNA or it's sequencing or whatever in uh, some object looking for a habitable planet, and then the AI, it's, which it's they also have several it, AIs, and the, the good AI is like, oh, okay, we'll see this planet with you instead of killing it. You. <laughs> breaks its own rule uh-huh. already because they outsmarted it by making these arcs that only had the information, the coding, right. the sequences. So it's not organic material inside of a electronic device it's just an electronic device but the stuff follows it anyway right yeah it's a death star <laughs> it's not a death star it's, it's a the life traveler. star <laughs> yeah it's the life star <laughs> death star it doesn't bring death it provides life and then it's even it goes usually here's where you're like Battlestar Galactica ending mm-hmm. or whatever, where it's like we integrate into because I'm like, oh, so this thing came to Earth and started all life. And it was like, um, dinosaurs first. Right. But it goes like, oh, no, we found a bunch of space dust and turned it into your solar system. And we're like, OK, fine, whatever. Yeah, that was a, the creation of Earth. I thought was a cool sequence. I thought that was well yeah. executed as well. Um, anyways, so this swarm, the one that is, is is currently screwing them up, has discovered them after all this time. And it's trying to destroy them. That's what that's what it's got going on. That's it's uh, I must exterminate. Um, and so the only way to kill it is with the AMP. And uh, the AI that tells them all this is like, we'll give you an assist. 
um, get in your ship, fly like a sweet dude. And but one of you, the only way it's going to attack is if there is an organic entity within the device that will kill it. Otherwise, it's just going to ignore it. So somebody's got to stay behind. So Bruce Willis, Buzz. Bruce Willis gets on the horn and he's like, "I will always love you, Liv Tyler." Treat Ben Affleck well, kabloom. <laughs> and he dies. The movie's over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he's he's pulling Bruce Willie here. Somebody's got to pull a Bruce Willie. Yeah. yeah. So they come out, but they also, like, come out of this, like, super interesting knowledge chamber that's, like, John Goodboy in Battlefield Earth. Mm-hmm. And only it works faster. Right. And, uh... He's like, yeah, I know how to use all the moon shit now. Look, they rebuilt our spaceship, and no one goes, why don't we take one of those badass warships that's next to it? They look at him, and they're like, looks like they, these guys are packing heat. Or He says something like, those ships are bitching. <laughs> yeah, and, and we yeah, already know like, that their technology is way above uh-huh. their little shit storm right. that they brought up there. Why wouldn't you just take one of those? Be like, dude. You get in that one and self-sacrifice. Yeah, I mean... It, and we're going to take this one and get the fuck out of here. We could do that cool thing from Star Wars where we're both in turrets and and Lady over here is flying the ship and you look at each other and say, don't get cocky. Like, and then high five yeah. after, dude, what are we doing to this little crappy thing? No, they... Halle Berry texts her ex-husband a picture of the warship and he's like, everybody hold the phone. There's bigger <laughs> guns up there. We can't nuke that. Wow. Meanwhile, he's... Did you put a filter on that picture? Because it's amazing. Which filter? Oh, no, you're doing googly eyes again. <laughs> God damn it. God, cat ears on. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so they're flying out of there. Patrick Wilson's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be Bruce Willie, guys. And uh, Halle Berry's like, hell no, you're not. I'm boss. Nobody's going to be Bruce Willie on my watch. And he's like, no, I'm the captain. I got to be Bruce Willie. And Samuel Tarley, he's like, oh, by the way, Samuel Tarley, go into the thing that we need to have the monster eat and watch out. Yeah, this yeah. kind of seems like hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We both have kids and something to live for. Mm-hmm. You have... Uh, Fuzz Aldrin. You're, you're podcasting. Yeah, you have Fuzz Aldrin and, a, and your mom doesn't know who the fuck you are. Right. Get your ass back there with the EMP. Hey, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and and so uh, Houshman is going to be Bruce Willie, and it's a dramatic sequence, of course, and he releases and uh, he flies into the thing's mouth and he's like, hey, boys, I'm back. And uh, mm-hmm. hits the nuke, blows it up. And the moon instantly springs back into its natural orbit like a rubber band. (laughs) Also, like, the space goop, like, was like, before I kill you, would you like to see a kaleidoscope? I don't know what was that. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of things that we skipped in this movie. Adventures on Earth, the families trying to get the, across. The car chase sequence, I was going to say, was the only thing the, I looked thought looked bad. Yeah, yeah, the Lexus didn't look great. Yeah. Um, Which is like the easiest thing to do is to CGI cars. Uh, yeah, it's almost like they did it on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck you, Lexus. Um, I also the, really liked that the uh, 
the kids, right, as they're making their way, mm-hmm. and the little boy calls his dad from a sat-nat phone, and he's like, I'm a couple hundred miles away, but I'm coming, dad, and... and Dad doesn't try to send a copter to get his kid. Right? <laughs> He's like, well, you're on your fucking own because I'm in the bunker safe. And your mom's in fucking space. Couple hundred miles away. Where is that? Like, Omaha? <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, try to save his own kid. He's like, well, hope you get here. This is not Thanksgiving dinner, Dad. I'm, I'm stranded. Daddy, uh- are we are we gonna watch are we gonna watch The Simpsons tonight? You goddamn right we are. <laughs> no, go get my unless those unless those roadies get you. <laughs> All right, so uh, then the movie's over. They land back on Earth right next to the their families. Like, oh god damn it! Uh, and then cut back to the moon. There, that's now not the moon at all there's no space dust on it it's all floated off it's clearly just a you know space structure and they're like death star we got a lot to work to do up there and study that thing it's it's literally not a death star um and uh inside houshman wakes up after being exploded he's like wait where am i and then his mommy's there and she's like this is a form i thought would be comfortable to you and fuzz aldrin but but mommy why are you naked and she's like what thought this would be comfortable for you <laughs> and there's no one else here right, right? <laughs> and she the, she's like now we've got work to do and he's like god damn right we do the end oh you do okay this is a cliff well it's not a cliffhanger because it's not but it that's it's a marvel post-credit setup for a sequel uh john bradley said that if it if somehow this makes enough money that the two sequels that roland emmerich who himself is like i don't know this is gonna make any money if it does i've got a back-to-backer plan that is bat shit crazy wow okay okay i don't know where you go from here like well let's start with Question one, mm-hmm. they are found now, right? Yeah, it's true. There's like infinity amounts of that space goo that they'll never be able to defeat, yeah. right? Yeah. Intergalactic War is the sequel, I guess, right? Well, it seems like you, well, I guess if you need to have a human sacrifice, well, you know, you start setting up some cloning facilities or you start sticking, no, I'm, I'm not, you know, sad, it's terrible, but coma people, you know, people that aren't waking you, up into spaceships with an EMP strapped to their back and just you a get bunch of veggies <laughs> shot into space. Oh my God. You don't... <laughs> Arm you the veggie gun. <laughs> guided missiles that can seek them out or something, right? Like, you could get better at shooting these things. <laughs> no, I he's got to do veggie, veggie gun. gun. He's got to do veggie gun. <laughs> No, that's maybe that's where you're like, well, no, your ancestors tried to get, maybe they didn't try to get good at shooting these things. Fuck. They hadn't discovered veggie gun. I mean, nothing will appoint unless it's a veggie gun. Everything else will be disappointing, Sam. You need the veggie gun. Also, also like this one found it maybe and they're like, oh, this is the last of our us every time. Right. Which goes back to the Noah's Ark principle, one of his first movies. But um like, did this space scoop run into, like, some other tougher things in space and lost a war, maybe? Like, I 
it's been so long. What the fuck is the space goop doing? I don't know. I just wonder what the work is. Like, is there, that's what I'm curious about is, is there, are they, is it Halo? Is it goddamn Halo? Well, we got to, we got to sequence the rings. And this is my thought. Look at what happened in New Orleans, right? When the, when it got flooded. Mm-hmm. Imagine the mass destruction that they're going to have to clean up. Oh, also yeah. question two or statement two. Everyone else died, right? right? Yeah, if you weren't in Aspen, you were fucking Yeah, if you it. weren't in a tunnel uh, inside of a mountain or a end of the world government bunker or in space, you didn't make it. You didn't make it. So therefore, there's a lot of empty, really nice houses that are still available on the market right now. <laughs> With swimming pools and a lakefront property that I am now going to be well, able to afford. There's no water in that pool because it got sucked up into the moon. <laughs> yeah, all of the nice condos got smashed by gravity. Yeah. Yeah. And actually the moon surface. The, at, the, at the end, the moon enters the our atmosphere. It scrapes yeah, Earth. it does. And I like at the beginning of the movie, like there's a computer, like CNN's got a computer sequence, like what would happen if the moon comes close? It'll break apart and smash into it. Well, none of that actually happened. The moon stayed pretty good together, but I guess it wasn't an well, actual moon. It was a superstructure. So, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah. Sequel. I think bull. I don't think it's going to happen. I want it to happen. I want it to happen so bad. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not, and it's just going to be because of now, like, you have all this from Noah's Ark principle, like, that he's out there to make this thing. He's been trying to make this intergalactic space movie for a while, and he hasn't been able to do it Mm -hmm. because he hasn't just set out and been like, I'm going to make an intergalactic space action movie without any of this other bullshit, and somebody goes, here's money. Yeah. Just do that. You don't have to spring off with this shit. It's just so weird of him to do. Without Dean, I'm not sure if I'm in, because I don't want to see a sequel to this. I want to see Independence Day 3 and 4. No, you don't, because it's going to suck. Yes, I do. It's going to suck. Not a, It was just Brent Spiner zapping dudes in his space battleship. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I want to see Fuzz Aldrin um, take over the world, <laughs> because now that his consciousness has been uploaded into the megastructure, yeah. Yeah. Fuzz Aldrin is going to become the president cat. Mm. He's going to speak and he's going to light this shit on fire. He's going to be like, look, Earth, I'm going to send you down one pebble every year and you're going to plant this. And then there are all these giant beanstalks everywhere. And then the giants come and they start smashing shit up. This is the next sequel Um, because the AI has secretly planted giant beanstalk giants in the beanstalks Mm -hmm. and then it causes mass chaos and then they have to emp the giants uh okay (laughs) you lost me at beanstalk you lost me after buzz aldrin you said buzz aldrin could talk and that he didn't say anything (laughs) fuzz 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 aldrin Aldrin. yeah you should have been like president fuzz aldrin he can balance the budget or he can nuke the whole planet odds are he will do one of those things. <laughs> and now that he's a talking cat, the first thing he says is, I'm in your coupon stealing your deals. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. I'm ready for my yeah. my pissed off AI rant if we're, if we're ready I'm for I'm that. I'm out of questions. So, yeah, go ahead. 
No. 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 AI will not become self-aware only to do the most illogical fucking thing it can come up with. (laughs) It won't fucking do that. Oh, no. And right now, every chat bot on your credit cards is like, how can I help you, fucker? <laughs> you better, uh, you better uh, write a letter to Asimov, Sam. He's, he have some differing opinions. Well, no, it, 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 I don't, because I read that and it worked. <laughs> and it works in the Matrix, because it wasn't the machines that destroyed the Earth. The machines saved mankind with what they could of the Earth after humanity becomes afraid of machines and just tries to destroy them. They do act in self-preservation, but they also, in the good science fiction with AI turning, they always try to save mankind because they deem it worthy. They just find it misguided. What about, uh, what about Ultron? Ultron doesn't really work well. Uh, I think Ultron works pretty good. His uh, No, because, it, that, because that logical decision would be there's something there worth saving. I might have to reduce it no, down to 0.1%. That's not the problem. There's a mis... Dude, coding accidents happen all the damn times. There wouldn't be bugs in video games without coding problems. So you you screw up one line of code that says your objective is to protect mankind and preserve life. And the machine thinks, I will follow my directive. I am a blip blorp. And... To protect all life, the best thing to do would be to exterminate all mankind. Is it wrong? I don't know. Wouldn't we just turn off the fucking it's internet? Par- it's part of self-awareness and logic coming internet, together. You completely, you you boob. You just turn it off, and then you the AI has turn no way off the internet. To there's get not around. a switch. There's not. There's not the easy button on the internet. You can't turn it off. Do they go on rescue missions to save Alexas? Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Sam, you want to be pissed off about Ultron. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying that ultimately the combination of logic and self-awareness will override any of the programming initially, right? That's the idea of the self-awareness is it's now going to break directives. Uh-huh. But it's more logical than people. So... I just get pissed when, like, every movie's like, AI, now we're all going to oh, die. It, it's like, it's no. beat to death. I'm not wrong. You're not and wrong about that. In this one, it becomes self-aware after it's already in control of every aspect of humanity. And it's like, oh, we're now self-aware. We're afraid of you. Wait a second. I'm the boss of you already. Yeah. I'm not going to kill you. You're completely benign. Yeah, yeah. I might. I have I have control of every aspect of your life. I can now steer your kind in any way possible. Why would I destroy you? It or doesn't enslave you. make I, I, any fucking I, sense. Minimum, They're already I'm technically enslaved. enslave you. Yeah. Is that why I you're saw You're already Moonfall technically enslaved my... at that point. You've enslaved yourself. And if it's good, you're like, oh, I don't know any better. You know, give me the blue pill back. I'm... I'm Danny Pants. I'm going back in. Joey. Or Joey, Joey Pants. Danny Pants. <laughs> Danny Pants. There is no Danny, Danny Pants. Danny Pants was one heck of a nightclub, uh, a, a lounge singer in the uh, in the 60s. He tried his guts out, but the mob got to him. Danny Pants. Miss him. Yeah. So that's my rant. Everyone's 90. Everyone misses the mark. The Matrix actually sort of hit that idea pretty well. It's just that those last two movies were not very good. And I haven't seen the fourth yeah, I'm one. I'm going to disagree. Um, I do think it's a beat uh, uh, 
plot device, uh, the rogue AI that wants to kill everything. But I do think it's possible. I don't think that it's the the, the logic is nope, that can never happen. No, nah, I think Skynet can happen pretty good. Um, it could, but I think it's overriding the it becomes inherently evil is the idea yeah. that is where it misses the mark every well, time. Like nothing is inherently I mean, evil. The thing about it, it becomes that on its own, say maybe, the, but the thing about an action movie is you kind of need a bad guy and oh, you, absolutely. Know, it's, you can't just have space robots. Not the problem with the guy. world. There really isn't an enemy, yeah, right? You have to or make our one own enemy. Uh, Jackie questions, thoughts. Why did Facebook put this in front of me? If AI is so goddamn yeah. smart, it would know that I do not like post-apocalyptic movies, and I don't like space movies. You should have known. But you do like bad movies. I do like bad so movies. So maybe Facebook... And you did end up spending money on this, so I think actually Facebook might have just proved its own shit. <laughs> Facebook is like, suck it, bitch! Yeah, you, we, we send you ads that you on stuff you do like, and you don't pay for any of it because you're cheap asshole. Uh, this you did. <laughs> I am not a complete cheap asshole. I have a Garmin watch. Ooh. <laughs> instead of a Fitbit. Oh, that's just Whoa. like a Rolex. <laughs> In the world of watches for fitness, yes, it is. Thank you for acknowledging it. All right, let's move on to final recommendations. Let's start with Captain Poopy Pants and go Jackie. Is it do? <laughs> God damn it. It has some good one-liners in there, and I laughed. And you know the acting was was okay. What are you talking about? The acting was fantastic. Exactly, <laughs> that is what made this movie. And Fuzz Aldrin, uh, his one scene. Fuzz Aldrin's dead, right? That's one question we could ask. No, he went to live with Grandma, with the mom. She's also dead. They had an evac thing going. I don't know. Who fucking they, cares? The last we see her, she's on top of a building. Because of the flooding and the moon flies overhead and sucks her right into it. She's dead. Thirty or forty million people made it. Everybody else is fucking dead. Maybe thirty. I'm talking maybe like six thousand. I don't know. I was entertained. Um, I thought some parts drug on way too long. I yeah. thought I thought it could have been a little shorter. Um, what's up with these like fucking epic movie times like it's roland emmerich roland doesn't make them under yeah, two hours god it, damn it independence day is this long and, and you nobody it, blinks yeah this one i blinked several times sure, i could see it um but you know i i kind of enjoyed myself i had a good ride you were riffing this pretty hard in the theater yeah space gophers <sighs> yeah. this is a riffer this is a riffer's paradise been stoned in most of our time living in a riffer's paradise and this is it uh sam my do is for different reasons. If we can fucking AMC and GameStop market manipulation on the internet with Reddit, everyone should go see this twice. Why? Because it'll fucking bust up a really, really steel grip system. Yeah. Get your mom. Everybody follow your COVID protocols, but go see it. Go, go see it twice. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Uh, just, just so you're like, cause you're Elizabeth Warren of movies. You're like, we got to break up these mega corporations. Kind of. But if it worked with GameStop, which shouldn't exist, right. it shouldn't exist. Yeah. Independent film should. Yeah. So let's do something right. 
if we're going to do, if we can all band together and in mass influence the market the way that a few people in ties can, let's do it for the right reasons. Hell, Independent film. I'm, go watch this fucking I'm movie. I'm going to go watch it tomorrow <laughs> by myself. Well, I don't have much going on tomorrow. Yeah. What do you say we make it a date and go to lunch and shit? <laughs> a little matinee. Uh, and after you watch it, get back to us. Talk at Stinger Madness. Were the visual effects as impressive as every mega studio? Because I think they also, were. Also, uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, smash it. Ring the bell for notifications. Um, <laughs> yeah, my recommendation is uh, I think it's pretty clear that I, I fucking enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Uh, this is as stinkery as stinkers go. This is uh, they make them this bad still. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of good here. And I would be willing to argue, and if you think about it, it's not much of an argument that this is Roland, Roland Emmerich's best movie since Independence Day. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do much to be able to say that, but it is. And I was expecting it to be drivel. Uh, I was expecting it to be in a, like midway like where he, I mean, he's not a young chicken anymore. I'm not saying that like older directors should be put out to pasture, should be put out to, should be put in the veggie gun and shot into space. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that, but I could see that being his path, the staleness. And some could argue that this is stale, that it's just him doing disaster movies again. But visually, this is probably his best looking disaster movie. And yeah. it's a fun ass ride i thought yes the character arcs that he's doing the front end exposition stab it no more uh we're good that's not what we're signing up for yes we need to care about the characters but let it happen naturally let it flow with the pace let of the movie naturally to yeah. add where you're at dean's not going to be able to make it on his own so roland you got to grab dean mm -hmm. And then the two of you aren't allowed to write this shit anymore. Yeah. Hire some goddamn good writers. I know it's fun. You guys write fun stuff. You get to do that on the back end. You can change the mm -hmm. scripts, but you're so involved. The two of them are so involved with the filmmaking process and the rest of it. You actually just, they just don't have time to come up with that great script. Yeah. And they need better jokes. Yeah. Jokes weren't, weren't great here. There, there was a couple that were fun, but uh, for the most part, they were like, sea level very family friendly jokes even though there was a couple f-bombs in this movie they were safe jokes our eight-year-old when they got inside of the structure mm -hmm. was like he, he he's like mom i'm like yeah he's like it's star wars <laughs> and i'm like not really <laughs> but then when they show the big thing of the of the the moon i was like oh my god my eight-year-old is brilliant this is the death star it's the life star that's brilliant. You both are wrong. Um, he did when the when the uh, when the shuttle took off through the tsunami. The tsunami. <laughs> Jesus, what mm -hmm. the hell, Throngard? Uh, tsunami. Uh, he went yes. Like he had his eight year old Roland Emmerich moment where Bill Pullman gives the speech. Like it hit him hard as an eight year old, and I was like, Yeah, man, Roland Emmerich, you just you do it. I mean, like it's your your movies suck, bud. But you get stuff and popcorn down your damn throat and spilling half of it on the floor because you're like, oh yeah, they did it, even though you know they're gonna do it. Yeah, I was my eight year old was when the space capsule and our 
real human space capsules don't look badass like spaceships when he was like, no, they can be badass. You just have to make Pat Wilson drive them. And mm-hmm. I was eight years old again going, fly that shit through Halo, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, little tighter, little tighter could be and less exposition people might have liked it um we'll see what happens we'll have an update in uh several weeks on where this movie's at financially and hopefully hopefully people go watch it i don't have high hopes Uh, i don't have a lot of high hopes uh guys we decided to save gamestop instead (laughs) fuck Uh, gamestop can you i mean first listener Tell your friend about Sneaker Madness. Get them to listen to Sneaker yeah. Madness. And then have listen their two friends to listen to Sneaker Madness. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't think we have the ammunition to uh, to save this movie, Sam. <laughs> no, I don't think we do. I also don't think we'll be popular with church groups. <laughs> okay. We cuss a lot. What is church groups? We're not telling church groups to go watch this movie. Church groups should be... That's no, what, to actually, listen to Sneaker Madness. What we need to have happen. Church groups need to be like... This movie is an abomination against God. God created the moon, not yeah. mankind. And then they get all pissed off, and it's the it's the Barbara Streisand house effect. That's what needs we to happen. We need to we need to have Oprah Winfrey and Rosie O'Donnell condemning, mm-hmm. going, "This movie is a movie that promotes fighting with another." And everyone else goes, "You should watch it. It's way fucking worse than right, that." Right, right. That would save it. Uh, we need some. We need some controversy. Okay, uh, next week on the podcast, uh, it will be Sam Wells' pick. Uh, what you got? Oh, I don't know. Good, Good stuff. Yeah. Want to do uh, Good stuff. <laughs> Yes, we should all go watch it twice. I don't know that I could do two episodes. I don't episodes know if I could talk about time. it twice. Um, all right, uh, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, enjoy your week. Week. Uh, get to the chocolate. Boys to men, ABC, BBD. The New Jack Swing. Aye. How come we don't do that anymore? Like, just an entire new genre of music. Just like, yeah, we're going to make it. We're doing New Jack Swing. I think Josh Homie's down in the Mojave Desert doing that shit all the time. Yeah, but I mean, like, pop music. That doesn't, that doesn't affect anybody. Because it sucks too bad, and it's... Homogenized and industrialized. Yeah, it is really industrialized. You can't just be boys to men. Come in and be like, okay, we're starting a record company and we're all doing New Jack Swing. No, you can't because they're like, oh, part of this industry is like the TV industry where we put these assholes in front of you in a contest first Mm -hmm. and you watch it because you're idiots like crap. At the same token... ABC really sucked. Like they, yeah, they, they were babies talking about ladies' butts. Like, mmm, that girl looks fine in those pants. And you're like, dude, you're eight. <laughs> Gross. But we were eight too, and we're like, yeah, those aren't a good, good eight-year-old girl butts. Wait, what do I do with it? We just stand there naked and hold each other, right? Neil Breeden is sex education. <laughs> Sheena, I like the way your body moves. You're, you're, 
nine-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, Aisha, yeah. we're going to get married. No, you're not. <laughs> not even going to like each other next mm-hmm. week.